Blog Talk Radio. That is the, uh, the uh, podcast partner by Sports Ball called The Clown Time. My name is Scott Burke. And you can find me on the web at www.theclowntime.net. I think I may have said www a little too much, but anyway, uh, www.theclowntime.net. And you'll be able to find me on uh, Facebook. Just do a search. And the uh, thing is, the upper right hand corner, whether whether you're on your smartphone, your, your, uh, your, um, Laptop, your desktop, wherever. Just type in the Clown Times. That's Clown Spill with K, by the way. I mentioned that earlier. And all would be good. At any rate, look, we have lots to get into tonight. Uh, talking about, like, uh, you know, Mike Thomas being in the news, head coach of my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers, otherwise known as um, Omar Epps Stunt Double. He's been getting a lot of flack. He's been getting a lot of flack from me as well. Uh, for those of you who follow the podcast and follow my blog, you know that I'm not a big fan of one Omar F. Stunt Double. But at any rate, we get into, okay, what's going on with the Steelers and what's going to go on, what should be done about Tomlin, should Tomlin be fired? If not, what can they do, blah, blah, blah. Also, we'll be recapping the NBA Christmas games uh, as well. So to help me do that, my partner in crime, y'all know him from – the yard slash HBCU Sports, where it wraps up about all things HBCU Sports, as well as Sleazy Radio once a week on Facebook Live. He's the one and only, Dwayne Nash. D. Nash is in the house. How you doing, sir? Scott Bizzle with the dizzle for shizzle. Yeah, I like that. I like it. I like it. I like it, man. Yo, let's just get to it, man. It's like, you know, I'm trying not to make this a Steelers Central podcast. I really am not because <laughs> I'd rather not cry on the, fall, on the podcast tonight. Uh <laughs> Basically, dude. I mean, with I mean, the Steelers are pretty much out on the outside looking in right now. I know that they have one more game, okay, mm-hmm. against the Bengals, and the Browns go to go like go to Baltimore. So basically, Baltimore has to win, regardless of what the Steelers do. They have to beat the Browns to get into the playoffs. Well, to not only get yes. the playoffs, letter, but to win the division. And so um, the Steelers will, and it's very twisted. Uh, fate would have to pull for the arch nemesis, the Cleveland Browns. That is so funny to me. Mm-hmm. And that is so sad on so many levels. Um, but basically, I'm sure you heard all what's going on in the Twitter, in the Twitter sphere, or the sports news, a sports talk, or whatever about Mike Tomlin. Like the team that's so damn talented up and down the roster that they've totally underachieved this year. And, and I do subscribe to that theory because. They had ten plus win talent, but eight and but seven or eight win ta- intangibles. And this should uh-huh. be from training camp band, the start of the training camp, and 
it, 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 you know, it just snowballed from there. Like, remember when they talked about Le'Veon Bell and and getting into his money? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. most, if not all, athletes did not get into people, other people's money. But for some reason, the people in the Steelers, the folks in the Steelers locker room felt like they did. And I think it all starts from the top. All Tom had to do was rein that shit under his control, be pulling mm-hmm. Bill Belichick and say nothing gets out, but, of course, we all know what happened, and we're dealing with the fall. So, basically, am I crazy to believe that Mike Tomlin's job is on the line this, this coming week? Um, yes and no. Okay. You know, uh, of course, this is something that doesn't happen to upper echelon teams. And those teams right. being, of course, the Patriots, the yep. Steelers. Mm-hmm. I guess you can say the Saints are kind of there. You know, they've, they've had years recently where they've had seven to nine seasons or six and ten seasons. That's not, that's be real. Because there was a time just a couple of years ago under Sean Payton where they were struggling at 500 or slightly below 500. That's but true. hasn't necessarily been that consistency. But like I said before, you had the likes of the Steelers, the uh, 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 the Patriots, maybe the Chiefs, and maybe the Broncos, but the Broncos are going through their own slump right now. Oh, and yeah. It just that happens to be. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the bad thing, and I was just about to get to that. When you have teams that are in that bracket, right, and it's odd that I didn't name any NFC teams because I, I just right. can't think of any right now that – the, the, I guess the Packers maybe, but once again, it's about to go exactly where I'm about to um, say right now. You have those issues in those situations, you make those changes. Unfortunately yep. for, for the Packers, they had to deal with a lot of injury and a lot of turnover yep. because that lot. GM, yes, that, that GM that they had just felt as though that we got Aaron Rodgers we can win, but what we got, and I like our defense, we're going to keep that as is, and unfortunately, they just couldn't develop talent on either side of the ball. And Mike McCarthy had to become, you know, the, the, on, on the top of the in, in Green Bay. Same thing with um, Vance Joseph and in, 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 um, in Denver, even though all of that isn't all his fault, but mm-hmm. somebody has to face it. Same thing with Pittsburgh. But with Pittsburgh, it's not like it's sub-500. They have at least eight wins. At worst, you know, they'll go eight, seven, and one. At best, it'll be nine, six, and one. Right? Right. But it's not what that organization and what that fan base is used to. I would hope. Yep. You know, as a fan outside looking in, that they rethink this. But I can understand how the fan base and potentially ownership would think to move on. But it's not like that owner or that family has not seen these times before with previous regimes, which is why I hope. Power. <laughs> power. Uh, uh, Knox. And Chuck Noll, too. So, and Chuck Noll. So we've seen this before in Pittsburgh. It's just that, you know, it's it's starting to get 
a little weird now because you had that specter of Le'Veon Bell looming over the team all season long. You've had that specter of whether or not Ben would come back or not this entire season. You've had situations with A.B. over the past couple of seasons with his off-the-field antics in terms of the recording of of what was going on in the locker room and then him asking for the ball. Right. But that's just him being young and being a receiver. You know, I don't consider that to be negative, but I can see how that can be seen that way in Pittsburgh. So with all of that going on, and I guess the way that the fan base is just used to having things, I can see how he's on the block, but I also know that if he does get chopped, that someone else is going to be waiting for him and and hoping oh, that Pittsburgh does make line. that move. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a, a huge line. It's a whole long line. Yeah. This, and, this and, is and like, let's put it brother. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm going to say, don't I'm, be surprised. No, I'm, I'm going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> We're all each other. We've been so excited. Um, yo, look. You think, look, to your point, yeah. I mean, you got Mike, I almost call him Mike Brown, Mike uh, Tomlin. Um, he's never had a losing season. Exactly. And if he, even if it was a lose to Cincinnati, just this coming weekend, which I don't think it's going to happen, but nevertheless, no. he still would not have a losing season. Exactly. My, my, I guess my whole thing is, and I know I'm all over the place, but bear with me. Our team, our fan base is spoiled. We're, we're like the Patriots, pretty much. We we expect Lombardi because mm-hmm. our organization, and all our organizations, for, like, like for that matter, well, maybe not Cincinnati, but nevertheless, most organizations should shoot for the Lombardi. But it's just known that teams like the Steelers and the Patriots and the Packers, mm-hmm. for that matter, and a couple of others, they expect Lombardi. Yeah. Division championships ain't good enough. And so that's no. where our fan base is coming from. I mean, again, we're spoiled. We're very mm-hmm. spoiled. We're, we're actually a lot of things, but we're definitely very spoiled. But we just expect Lombardi's, or at least competing for Lombardi's. And I think mm-hmm. that Mike Tomlin, potentially this season, hasn't gotten the job done because, again, if you look at our roster, we shouldn't be struggling to, to win nine games. We shouldn't have no. a three-game losing streak to we we had no look. We had no damn business losing. Well, first of all, we we like we went zero and four against the NFC, the AFC West rather. That is, I mean, I know Kansas City is good, but to blow a lead, a sixteen point lead to the Chargers at home, to uh-huh. lose to Denver the way they did, and to yes. give up a late late drive touchdown to Oakland, Oakland football team, yes, Oakland. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> We we were once seven two we were one time at seven two and one had the second seed in the AFC was on track to compete for at least a, a top seed and that mm-hmm. three game losing streak happened and yeah. I, I just think that you know to your point I don't think the Steelers do business that way in terms of firing coaches they just rather let them and I think at the worst case scenario they're probably what we knew them after this season, ahead of time, just let him coach out his last year, next year, be as a, like, mm-hmm. like a lame duck. But to your point, also, there are – that's not just one or two teams that would love to have like Tomlin. There will be teams lining up all around the block for his services. And I don't know if you're going this – or you're going 
you were about to go there, like like to this particular place where I'm about to head to. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine Cleveland seeing Mike Tomlin available? Oh wow! Do you, do you could you imagine? Could you imagine oh, wow. just sitting on it on the on its hands right now, and just 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 in the Browns, they should be like, please, Mike Tomlin, come to us. And if Mike Tomlin is 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 is, is a is a least bit petty. He would do that. Think he'd take yes. that job with Baker Mayfield and improving up becoming defense? I with think he quickness. would. Yes, he would. But see, the thing I is, I think this. he would. To get, and get I, a chance I to wasn't get back in that direction. twice a year. Oh, God, yes. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. So you already <laughs> have Baker and his attitude towards Hugh Jackson. And if he stays in Cincinnati yeah. for two, two times a year, then you have uh, a Mike Tomlin situation if he ends up in, in Cleveland with Pittsburgh twice a year and his knowledge of the division, yeah, that, that, would, that would be an interesting situation. Now, I wasn't going to go the Cleveland route necessarily, but what I was going sure. to say, which kind of fits the bill for Cleveland, is that there will be a lot of teams, well, not a lot, I should say a lot, there will be several teams that would forego a decent situation or an okay situation to, to, to go ahead and attempt to get Mike Tomlin, meaning they would fire who they currently have if they thought that they had an opportunity to bring in Mike Tomlin. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. He would be hot stuff, man. He would be hot commodity. Because I'm a firm believer that I think Greg Williams would be fantastic in Cleveland and then go ahead and, and, and he decides on an old coordinator that he prefers or a, a great young up-and-comer or at least someone that Baker likes and can, can play with and play under with Greg Williams yes. and Greg's ability to, to mentally psych people up. And, and it's already been said that Greg <laughs> and Baker are similar. That's why they love and hate each other at the same time. That's why I think it will be interesting to, to, to see that dynamic work out for an entire season. Even though I would have loved to see Greg stay here when he had the opportunity to, but they bypassed him. But that's another conversation sure. for another podcast. Right. But yeah, if that situation happens, if if, if Tomlin gets fired, they you might see coaches unfortunately or unceremoniously get the axe if they knew. They had a whiff at Mike. I, 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 I believe that happened. I believe that to be the case. You know what, too, brother? It's, it's, it's like, look, that's a double-edged sword with me personally because you know I'm not the biggest Tomlin fan. I think he underachieved for most of, most of his tenure here in Pittsburgh, I should say. I, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, he had that, two, he had that Super Bowl run and he had another trip to the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. but, but but one thing, right quick before I go on, a lot of people said that that's what he won most of with Cowers players. Okay, mm-hmm. here's my one beef for that. Unlike Tomlin, Cowher has had four losing seasons. Mm-hmm. He, he had, I mean, he he. I remember the six and ten years, the seven and nine years. I, I mean, mm-hmm. he had those lean years, a couple of those lean in the early two thousand, um, in late nineties, um. Mm-hmm. You know the thing is that I, I look. 
I get it. I get it. I'm again. We're still fans are spoiled. I get it. I'm spoiled as a fan. I get it. I'm just uh-huh. saying. I'm just afraid that of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I, I, I think you give Mike Tomlin one more year. That's why to to get to to get to get his his his, his locker room under in check because he's let his locker room get out of control. I think that they're very undisciplined. And they run on emotion. I mean, hell, Mike Tomlin runs on emotion. I mean, you still have fourth and fourth and five fake punt gamble against the Saints, which had me cussing up and down. I mean, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? The defense is balling out. They kept Drew Brees in check for most of the second half, and mm-hmm. you're going to give Drew Brees a short field at home. So, at home. I mean, I'm, at home. You're gonna give him a short field at this at the Superdome, where your your defense has been balling out, and your offense has been going toe to toe with Drew Brees, and that was very disappointing. But I'll say this though, I, I don't think you get rid. I mean, because I'm just afraid of Mike Tomlin landing within the division. I don't think he'll go to Cincinnati mm-hmm. because a Cincinnati's not smart enough to hire someone since, and b I, I you know. I, I don't, you know, I, I just don't see Tomlin going to situate a, a damn dumpster fire like Cincinnati. I easily could see him in Cleveland. Easily. I could easily, easily see him in Cleveland. Um, yeah. And again, he knows the vision, and he would love to get back at Pittsburgh twice a year. The mm-hmm. chance to get back at him twice a year, he would love that. But I would say this though: if Tomlin goes outside the division, three very happy teams. Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. The guy's a good coach. Yeah. No one's saying he's not a good coach. I just think he underachieved, and I think he's led too loose of a ship in Pittsburgh. That's just my only beef with him. Yes, I'm like, any other franchise, you might want to think about it after the year that he had because of the fact that some might say that he lost control of the team. But it's the Steelers. And because of his personal pedigree and the the organization's pedigree, I would think it would be unfair to get rid of him in a season where he was not where he did not finish under five hundred, and the fact that he's never right. finished under five hundred, and his predecessors right. have. And so, I understand mm-hmm. the quick trigger. It's it's the thing to do in pro sports. When it, when it looks like it's ugly, you go ahead and you just clean house, but you just organization. And right. I hold the Steelers in that personal esteem. Same thing, you know, if you're thinking out of the NBA, or out of the NFL, same thing with the Spurs. Spurs is another one of those organizations that have had success for a certain amount of time, and regardless of what's going on, good or bad, if it's been mainly good, you don't make quick twitch decisions when it comes to your management. Right. Allow them an opportunity to, to turn things around. And if they and then if they can't, then you go ahead and get rid of them. I just think that this this happens to be a bad season for them. But probably understands it now. There's a new sheriff in town with the Cleveland Browns. And you have Cleveland, you have Lamar Jackson playing yeah, well. Yeah, I think Baltimore is looking very good. Yeah. 
they are, but the things that concern me about Baltimore is Lamar Jackson is a smarter version of, of Robert Griffin III in terms of taking slides. But the thing is, when how will he develop? And that defense, right. as old as it is, still comes out in they balls, but it. they are getting old. Right. So they're still balling. Though. They're, they're balling. Yeah, their, their time is coming. The thing is, you're sitting there looking at your clock trying to figure out when. So that's yeah. why I'm like, and, and Cincinnati is just getting in their way, being injury prone, and and, and I'm, I'm still surprised Marvin Lewis is there. I really am. As, as much as I don't that's like to call the coach's job, too, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really shocked that he's still there. Too. You know, yeah. especially with the, what I just said. You know, I Cleveland ain't that well, Cleveland, Cincinnati ain't that organization. Mm-hmm. You would expect them to be that organization and be like, hey, you've gotten this out of there for this many years. It's been time for him to go. But for whatever reason, management loves him and he's still there. But he's been unable to turn it around. And and part of that is because of injury. You, 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 they can't – Excuse me, they can't keep Somerville, South Carolina's sure. own A.J. Green upright for mm-hmm. 16 games to save their life. Yep. But that's only part of it. That other part is they still can't seem to get consistency with that running game and that defense, and that's where, where they falter, and they can't seem to get anybody in there to develop. Like you, You'll get sprinkles from someone, Tyler Boyd has looked good in the spots, um, but, God, I can't think of nobody else in that organization right now. I can't. So, you know, whenever they decide to turn it around, they will. But I think a lot of that will have to come with, with new head coach and a new GM in Cincinnati. But it, that's that's a, a win. Uh, and that's W-H-E-N for them when they decide to make that decision. Here's, here's my thing, man. It's – Look, well, first of all, I, I want someone once again here in Cincinnati that finds you a woman who loves you as much as Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals, loves Marvin Lewis. <laughs> <Someone before that. laughs> um, but the thing is, is this, man. Again, it's all about expectations. It's all about, you know, it, it, I mean, look, Pittsburgh has one of the best offensive lines in the league, if not the best. And they're young and they're in their prime. They have young studs on defense, namely T.J. Watt, the whole defensive line led by Cam Hayward, uh, mm-hmm. uh, South Carolina State's own Javon Hargrove, um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as well as, as, as the fun to it. Um, they, they're, they're, they're good. They have uh, half of the front seven is very good. Joe Hayden's all they got on the back end. You know, it's, to my time, defense is Mike Thomas' specialty. He's taking over the, the play calling, which and, and, and which tells you how bad the defense is has gotten for him to make that smooth, which me which tells me, and I thought I think they should get rid of the defensive coordinator Keith Butler, and I thought that he should have let him go like two or three years ago. They he should bring in a. Here's the thing: if they do keep my time, and my time is still around. They should make they being Art Rooney II and in the brass. And maybe the mm-hmm. GM as well. They should make time and make some change on the defensive side of the ball. Mm. I would hire. I would bring in 
would I would bring in someone if I'm Mike Thomas, bring in someone like Rex Ryan to run that defense. I really would. Mm. He need they those that that squad that unit needs attitude. Say what you want about Rex Ryan as a head coach, probably all true. Yeah. He's a damn good defensive coordinator. Fantastic he that, coordinator. He nasty. Yeah, he, he's nasty. He gets that nasty out of you. Excuse me. Same with Greg Williams. If they don't keep Greg Williams in Cleveland, they go a whole new different direction. Bring mm-hmm. his ass in. Why not? Yeah. I mean, he's an aggressive coach, and he, and, you know, Mike Thomas doesn't strike me as a guy who's threatened by other former head coaches on the staff. Hell, Mike Munchak runs the offensive line. He's an offensive line coach. He's a former just, coach. I was just about to say that. Well, not just I mean, or former coaches, but big personalities. Yeah, and they they don't come yeah. no bigger than Rex, and Greg ain't far off of that. So right. I can see Tomlin having the ability to manage the both of those guys and, and be able to coexist within that organization. And plus, he 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 employed uh, uh, Todd Haley for several seasons as offensive coordinator. If he could handle Todd uh-huh. Haley for more than three or four years. He'll be fine with almost anyone else. Yeah. You know, I I just think I just think Tomlin needs to bring some changes, make some changes to the defensive side of the ball, quick, fast, and in a hurry. If he if he keeps his job, which I think he will, because again, I don't think the Rubies do business like that, letting dudes go like like just based on emotion. It, it's, it's, they always say that defense decisions based on emotion is almost always never good. It's almost always Never, like, never good. I know that sounds like bad grammar, but, hell, I'm tired, and I'm trying to think about my students. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, the, the point is that it's, they have to – they've been rational. They've got to be rational about this. It's just so frustrating to see this. Uh, a team like, again, a 11-12 win talented team with seven to eight win tangibles. It, yeah. like, at least for this season, with so many things that went wrong from Le'Veon Bell to Big Ben throwing people under the bus after game yeah. and stuff. And, you know, it's Tommy needs to get control, take control of that locker room back quickly, or else he might fi- find himself on the, in, on, in, the, uh, in the unemployment line. And as, as much as I would hate to see it in terms of, like, a black coach, head, head coach, like uh, uh-huh. like like going like getting on the street, I I I just think that Tomlin needs to do something. If he doesn't make changes to the defensive side of the ball, what are we doing? You know, I, it, you know that's 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 just how I see it. So basically, my my I don't know two to three point plan if I was if I the second, or Kevin Colbert the GM is this. I would a I bring back Tomlin, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't re, I, like I wouldn't extend him. He has mm-hmm. one more year on his deal. He has to show me he gets to get back control of his locker room, and he has to make changes for the this, on the defensive side of the ball. This you, you can't spare feel. I mean, I mean, I mean, you can't spare feelings in this business. You got to make changes. Can't keep Butler's ass out of there. Bring in someone like a Rex Ryan or Greg Williams if he's if he becomes available from Cleveland. And and let it be, uh, because if they do fire Tomlin, man, who the hell go, who the hell are they going to bring in the coach? Maybe I mean he's a Pittsburgh guy, but 
out of Mike McCarthy, maybe Jim Harbaugh on like a pipe, a big ass pipe tree. Who who are they going to bring in the coaching? The coaches exactly. So I think all signs point to Thomas Stan. But I think he's going to get 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 a quick a, a shorter leash, much shorter leash if they lose to Cincinnati. I, I should say uh-huh. if they don't get to the playoffs, if Baltimore does, you know, I think that'd be a hell of a game. Um, and keeps Pittsburgh out. I think Tom, I think Manchester's going to keep a tighter leash on Tomlin and make him make the first change to like to the side of the ball and not renew him until he does. And if they get the results that he desires, that 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 the organization desires, that's why I think we'll have to. But uh-huh. he's not he's not making it easy on himself. He's making it very hard, and and he has no one to blame but himself. True. True. So. But you're also going to have to eliminate that specter of uh, Le'Veon from out of that locker room. Once that's completely dissipated, right. and once they have a full season of not having to think and or worry about that, my thought is that they'll rebound and they'll be fine. Yeah. We'll see. But it hurts, man. As a fan, it hurts. We're going hey. from 7-2-1. First of all, we had no damn business tying Cleveland when they were quarterbacked by uh, Tower Taylor. They had no damn business tying that game. This None at all. No. But, again, they will stop you in that game, and if you turn the ball as much as Pittsburgh has all season, this happens. And yes. no matter how talented you are, this this happens. So, they got to get all that cleanup. It should be – it should be if they don't get in the playoffs, this should be a long off season for the Steelers. And hey, this will be a gut check for them because Cleveland's coming. Cleveland is yes, up they are. Mm-hmm. Seven win Cleveland team. I had them winning I had them winning seven games, six or seven games, but I didn't think they would look like this. They've won six out of seven. And you know, well I should say five or six. And those guys look good. I never thought I'd hear myself say this. In many years, those Browns, the Cleveland Browns, are looking pretty damn good, and they're going to get only mm-hmm. better next season. So exactly, Pittsburgh better get together because it'll be it, it won't be just them in Baltimore much longer. <laughs> I take division. So. I tell you like this: at least yep. what's going on in Pittsburgh is it nowhere near what's going on in Washington. You let go of That's a true. Pro Bowl safety. A pro bowler for this year. I'm not, you know, when people say the term pro bowler, it's because of his past. No, this guy right. is supposed to be going to Orlando in, in January, you know. So you release a pro bowl safety, and then you do a, a major sweep of your front office on, 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 I think it was Wednesday. I think it was yesterday. So, yeah, so the, mm-hmm. the, the chief marketing officer, and your COO that you hire to turn the team around in terms of what's happening off the field in terms of fan engagement, you're not even here for a year. Done. Done. Yep. So, yeah, it, it, so I, I envy you where, where the problem is just maybe the coach and whether or not you're going to keep him or not. Nah, Bama. <laughs> it's just another tumultuous <laughs> December here in D.C., it was like once Alex leg, Alex leg broke, the organization broke, and everything's been falling apart slowly after that. Man, it's just it's it's maddening. I I don't know how I've done it this long in terms of being a Skins fan, man, because it just keeps getting more and more interesting year after year. Mm. Well, like I said, we're spoiled, brother. So 
So thank you yeah. for talking to me. To me. And, uh, <laughs> You're welcome. That's why I'm here. Yeah. The top band is all ready. That's right. There you go. Okay, we'll get you out here on this, brother, man. Um, how about those Christmas games? But like for the NBA, the, the NBA games on Christmas. How cool yeah. is that? Well, first of all, I mean, so much to talk about, but we have a little time. So, I mean, I could go, okay, the, you know, the Rockets, they're not – they're still underachieving, but they're not going away. The Bucks are very, no. very good. You know, they beat my, my lowly Knicks. Philly um, mm-hmm. still can't beat Boston. <laughs> yeah. They still can't beat them. They still had that game one. They couldn't, couldn't close that. And last but not least, the Lakers. 26-point beatdown at Golden State. With LeBron going out of the game, leaving the game in the fourth quarter, and they still pulled away even more after he left the game. Not to say that – I'm not going to pull a Skip Bales and say that well, they didn't need LeBron for that. I mean, I think he was just trolling about, about it anyway. The fact of the matter is, this is – hey, the Lakers, hey, man, they were very impressive. Those young guys. They stepped up in LeBron's absence after he went out with the injury. Uh-huh. And even though, like, Rondo is, is hurt now, which is going to really hurt them. But, it's gonna, it's, I, like, I think they're trending in the right direction. I think Lonzo Ball has stepped up more. I think Kyle Kuzma has been that dude going to, who's helping out LeBron with the scoring load. Um, but, yeah, man, I didn't see that one coming. There's one thing about the win. I didn't see 26-point beatdown coming from them as well. Not at all. Not at all. And then I'm going to go ahead and, and do a quick rundown of everything real quick. So you had Giannis yeah, that had that huge double-double against the Knicks where he scored 30 and 14. Oh, yes. Then, group freak. Oh, yes. And then you had Brook Lopez that had 20 in that game as well. Even though you had several Knicks players with, with, with uh, double-digit point outputs, in that game as well, but they just they just couldn't keep up with the second place team in the East. Um, Houston, that game was actually a two point game. They, the, uh, the 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 Thunder were able to put it within two with about forty five forty six seconds to go on the clock. They just couldn't knock down free throws and they couldn't get crucial rebounds uh, late in that fourth quarter. And then of course you had um, what's your boy's name? I'm up. Uh, James Harden had 41, and, and Kelsey yeah. uh, Capella had 16 and 23. He was balling out of his mind in that game. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and that's one of the things that I know that they're going to need in order to get themselves back into contention for the playoffs. Of course, not just Chris Paul, but to have defensive rebounding, and they're going to need Capella to continue to have games like that. The, the situation with Boston and Philly, like you said, Boston comes out on top again, 3-0 and in overtime this season. And, my God, Kyrie, when it comes to extra minutes mm. with Kyrie, another 40-point performance. He lit my Wizards up a couple of weeks ago in overtime here in D.C., put up 40 against, uh, against the Sixers. But Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they were them. Uh, uh, in that matchup. So they had big games that game, too. But um, you talk about uh, the Lakers and Golden State. I, mm-hmm. I read somewhere earlier today where Clay Thompson is, 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 is a little injured 
but he can try to play through it. But he still looked bad against the Lakers going two for seven and only putting up five points in that game with Eagle Dollar putting up 23 and KD putting up 21. But with the Lakers, mm-hmm. they had, the Lakers had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in double digits, and you had nine points and, and, and three rebounds out of Caldwell Pope. So there was a lot of equality, if you will, with the Lakers going on. As you said, with LeBron sitting out in the fourth quarter, and their young guys, like you said, with Kuzma, who had 19, Ingram, who had 14, um, Rondo off the bench with, with 15. So they had a lot of balance. And if they can continue to play like that throughout the rest of the year, they're going to continue to be a They're currently fourth in the West, but they can continue right. to get a little bit. Matter of fact, they're tied for fourth with the Clippers right now in a, in a game and a half out of third behind OKC. But, yeah, they can keep this up, man. They should be fine. But the one game that we didn't talk about, and I guess it's because it's probably not much to talk about, is that Utah-Portland game and, and Utah being Utah's Utah. You know what I'm saying? They, they had – Six guys, actually, yeah, they had seven guys in double digits, um, in double figures. I'm sorry for uh, for Utah in their win over Portland. So, yeah, it, 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 Utah is continually though. looking good. Yeah, they, I should say they're just an achieving right now. I don't know what's going on in Houston, Salt Lake City, man. And, and maybe, and it's a long season. I mean, they didn't start all that well last season, but nevertheless. Yeah. I mean the West and the East as the East as well is so it's so wide open, man. I mean, sure, it Golden State's on top record wise, but are they? Are you really? Are, are the other teams really afraid of Golden State right now? I think not. Right now, I mean, I no. think I think Toronto beat them twice, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So and then the Lakers did them by twenty some points, like uh, on the road. Um, yeah. OKC beat them. I mean, I mean, who's really afraid of those cats? And, you know, in but the you, East, I mean, hell, it's like a four- or five-team race. It's like with Toronto, is. Milwaukee, Indiana. Indiana's looking very good. Uh, very, very Philly, good, yeah. Boston. I mean, it, the, this is what I'm talking about. We may have an idea that goes – we we may think that all think that goes to eventually win the chip, but damn it, but I'd be damned if it's not exciting, though. The process is, is exciting, though. I mean, hey, Scott. it's wide open. It's, so it's very wide, wide open. open. I mean, I, mean, you, you I have... guess that, that was the best thing. I mean, I guess that's the best thing, I'm sorry, uh, about LeBron going west, is that uh-huh. it finally opened up the east. <laughs> yes. But it, it, it opened up the east in such a way where the east has become ho-hum. Because like you said, once you get past Detroit, you're like, eh, do I yeah. really care with Cleveland, Miami, Brooklyn, Orlando? Charlotte. The Wizards. The Wizards right now are 13 and 22. Yep. 13 and 22, and then they're the 11th best team in the East. It's insane. But you look at the West, out of the 15 teams, the 14 teams outside of Phoenix, New Orleans is within eight games of Golden State. And they're in 14th place. That's right. They're eight games yep. out. And that's something? In 14th place. 
It's insane how tight the West is right now. So, excuse yeah. me. Like, um, like you said, the the West is gonna be interesting to watch. It's gonna be a fight. It's gonna be a fight until till March, April, to see who gets where and to see even who gets into the playoffs and who's gonna be left out. Because if you're gonna be left out in the West, you're gonna be highly disappointed. And, and, and because you, you, you it, the, the season as of right now, you don't know what happens after the All Star break. And we all know there's certain teams that like to turn it on the All Star break. Certain teams don't like to turn it on after the All Star break. Injuries happen, trades happen, all kinds of stuff. But mm-hmm. as of right now, the way the West looks, it's anybody's conference really to have, yeah. even with Golden State being, with air quotes, Golden State. They, they still could be had. So, Exactly. It, it'll be NBA a fun action, to watch. The NBA action is fantastic. Y'all love the NBA. Anyway, exactly. Hey hope you, I hope you have a good New Year. Uh, Same to you. If you don't, like, yeah, because I'll be out of town next, uh, next week, so uh, keep it light, man, and Pray for my Steelers, please, and I pray for your skin. Oh, they need more than prayer, son. They need an exorcist. <laughs> they need oh. an altar call, too. <laughs> yes. Take care, brother. Have a good one. Have Send you, brother. Merry New Year. All right. Send you. you. Peace out. That, that's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on Sleeves of Radio, on Facebook Live, as well as the Yard Session HCU Sports, where we're all things HCU Sports. Thank y'all for tuning into the podcast. Uh, as I said earlier, I'll be out of town next week. Um, so, um, spending the new year overseas. I will not tell y'all until I get back. But uh, anyway, y'all have a good, safe new year. Stay warm. All that good stuff. Hope your team does well this weekend in, in the NFL, whichever team that may be. So, without further ado, 06, good night and happy new year. <laughs>